rightly positioning God's people to be who He has called them to be and do what He has called them to do. Welcome to Roadmap to Destiny with Rev. N.K. Imisa, the Senior Pastor of Destiny House International. Now, today's word. I'm just telling you that you should not do it because you feel like as soon as that hands come upon you, you have become exactly like that man. No. Are you with me? So, one of the proofs that you are growing up spiritually is that you are allowing, you are allowing the light of God to flood your will so that you can always make the right choices. It is not that you can now prophesy. The little, little things. If God tells you that, God tells you that pass right, don't pass left. God gives such instructions. So the last time I told you, God showed me where to get conflicts. And I disobeyed. I went round, 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 round. I didn't get the conflicts until I went to that place where he instructed me to go and get the conflicts. Those, anytime you really want to work with God, he will start doing those things to you. He will start doing those things to you. I'm coming, I'll get there. We'll talk more about that. He will start doing those things to you. But this disclaimer, beware when you wake up, you realize you are not moving forward. Please. Be careful. Hallelujah. God speaks to our hearts. Don't be too interested in hearing a loud voice in your ears. Please. And I had a loud voice in my right ear. <laughs> Please, oh, the center and the seat of the spirit is in our heart. It's here. This is a still small voice. And it falls on your heart. It's like knowledge that sits on your heart. You don't even know how, but it just comes. The word of the Lord comes. That, that phrase in the Bible is so powerful. And if you are working with God, you experience it and you, it will make sense to you. You see, working with God seriously, it makes the Bible more interesting to you. Because on a daily basis, you begin to experience some things and you realize that, oh, okay, so this is what it was saying. Like this, and the word of the Lord came to me. You'll be there and you will like this morning, it happened to me. The word of the Lord came to me. Hallelujah. So one of the proofs that you are growing up spiritually is that you are allowing the light of God to flood your will, which leads you to making what? The right choices. The right choices. <clears throat> because for, for God to take you into this realms of glory like Paul and Enoch and things experienced, your will must die. You understand? Your will must die. 
So what's a right choice? If God's going to help you to make a right choice, what's a right choice? A right choice is a choice that brings you closer to God and places you in the center of his will for your life and eternity. Because let me quickly chip something in here. A right choice A right choice is a choice that brings you what? Any choice that brings you closer to God and places you in the center of his will for your life and eternity. Why eternity? You see, there are some choices that you will make that will not only affect you, but it will affect God's purposes for maybe even a generation, depending on what God has called you to be. That is why Bible says that God interferes with the choices of kings not ordinary men. The Bible says that the, <laughs> the heart of a king is in the heart of the Lord. And he turns it. You understand? Like how he directs the, the, the course of a stream or a river. Why? God, the heart of the king is not in the hands of God in terms of his personal life. But in terms of his functional life. Where he can make decisions that can affect God's people that can affect the purposes of God, that can affect the agenda of God. That part of making choices, God interferes. Because God has given us a free will as individuals. He's given us a few. But when it comes to choices that affect eternity and his eternal plans and his, his bigger picture purpose, the Bible says that the heart of the king is in his hand. And so he will not allow the king to make a decision that will cause some sort of effect in what he has already planned. So making the right choice brings you in the center of his will. What God has purposed for you, what God has said concerning your life. Any choice that you make must draw you closer and closer, bring you, you know, into the center of that path that you are following. Are you understanding? Yes, it's one of the proofs that you are growing up spiritually. When you begin to make the right choices. Somebody say right choice. Okay, so before we mount up again, let's come down to something that you already know. One of the things that you must watch, see, is like, I'm not really giving you points, but you can be writing a lot. Watch as you are growing up spiritually is associations. Your associations. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. The Bible says that, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good manners. Hallelujah. Was it last two weeks? I told you about there are some people that you can even just have a conversation with them and after that you are feeling lustful. Yes. There are some people you just go close, have a conversation after that. It's like your whole week is messed up. There are some people you finish starting with them. When you, when you go, you start speaking in tongues. <laughs> people impact their living So, associations is important. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. Don't be deceived. Bible said, don't be deceived. Anytime you are seen, don't be deceived. It means that there's a likelihood that you can be deceived. That, oh, it's not really anything. I, I can be friends with them. Nothing will happen. 
Oh, you don't know me eh? since I was born. All my friends, that's how they are. That's why you are still where you are. You are still keeping that boyfriend that God said you should leave. Some people I don't understand them. One of the things I want is for God to say, leave this person, take this person. God has said it to you when you are still old. Hey! God has said it to you when you are still there. It's lost disrespect, I'm telling you. Like, think about it. God has given you a respect. Or is it because he came through a man? And it's even unfortunate that that same man would say other things to you that you will believe. But this one, because it doesn't sit well with your will, you are, you are aligned and capable. You don't want to accept it. No flesh will glory in his presence. No flesh will glory in his presence. You can't touch some realms. You can't touch certain dimensions. Hallelujah. So you have to watch your associations carefully. Who you hang out with, who you are talking to. It's not everybody in church who is correct. Witches also come to church sometimes. Wizards come to church. So many witches who have left this church, I'm telling you. Bad company. Bad people come to church too. Amen. So you have to watch your associations. It's very important. Very, very important. Amen. I think we can move on. Hallelujah. We're getting into a nice zone. I like this part. How many times have you seen this phrase in the Bible? For God was with him, and God was with him, and God was with him. yourself, is God with me? <laughs> Have you ever asked yourself that question? Is God with me? And every time, everybody and God was with him, for God was with him and the Lord was with him. Joseph, even in prison, Bible said, and the Lord was with him. Jacob, and the Lord was with him. Jesus, and the Lord was with him. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him We have no 
how God anointed how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. You realize these are also two different things we must look at. How God, he was anointed with number one. Hey! Before he was anointed with there are two different things. The Bible didn't have things to waste. But we'll talk about it later. Amen. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. On Friday, I told you that the anointing, it has a high affinity towards what? Oppression. But every time the anointing is mentioned somewhere, you find oppression. Anointing is here and oppression is here. There must be a clash. So, Charlie, there's oppression all around you. Maybe you are not anointed. Oppression, everywhere oppression. And it's interesting how healing was separated from the oppression. It's also telling us something. Healing is also another major part of the life of an anointed person. You know, most times we used to say that Jesus' ministry was in fourfold teaching, preaching, healing, and what? Casting out devils. Healing is. I want to emphasize in the scripture. All were oppressed of the devil, for for God was with him. And okay, for God was with him. That's why it ends, right? For God was with him. So, well, before I go on, let me say this: God will not give you something that you don't need Him to operate. God will not give you something that you don't need Him to operate. So. God will not give you an anointing and you don't know him again. And you continue operating in that anointing. You are a liar. That is why when people walk away from the presence of God, the anointing starts to diminish. And they start looking for other powers to consult. To maintain that power. Because whatever God gives you, you need him to operate it. It's called continue. You have to continue in him to be able to operate it. And that is why Jesus, Bible says, and Jesus Christ went about doing good. That good is from the word philanthropy, actually. Jesus was a philanthropist doing good. But like I was saying on Friday, and this is another thing I need to mark it, we are going to pray about it. See, Jesus Christ was doing good, but there was an investment in his life before he was able to do the good. In the realm of the spirit, or in the spiritual realm, when they want people to do something on their behalf in the physical realm, they have to invest in them first. And it's out of that investment that they will do whatever they are doing. So the only reason why Jesus Christ could do the good is because there was an investment. And that investment was the anointing. So you can't go around doing those things if you don't have that investment. Are you with me? So how Jesus Christ went about doing good, blah, 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 healing those that oppressed and sick and for God was with him. 
for God was with him. Not that God was with him in terms of present terms, like uh, past tense, like God was with him once and that was it. This is something that speaks of a continuous thing, that God was always with him. God was always with him. God was always with him. So, for us to operate in the anointing consistently and all the time, that phrase must be functioning in our lives, that God was with you. So, every day, and God was with him. So, if we are talking about Kwabna, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That which he needs the functional presence of the Holy Spirit. God is already everywhere and with you. But that functional part of him, that causes the manifestation of power and that enables you to do this good that Jesus Christ was doing, God has to be with you every day. Like you, That phrase must be at work in your life. And God was with you. I know God is with you already. I'm talking about the functional part. Come to church and show their shoes. <laughs> For you to be able to do this good, you know, Jesus Christ encouraged us to continue these good works that He did. He said that I'm going to my Father. Those of you who believe in me, these good works that I've done, you will do it and even greater. So we need to con these good works that the Bible is talking about. Acts chapter, what's it? Verse 32. It is something that we must continue to do. But we have to look at it. How, how come it was happening in the life of Jesus Christ consistently and daily? And I'm telling you that this is one of the secrets. For God was with him. Have you forgotten about that guy? What's his name? Is it Nicodemus? When he went to see God, uh, Jesus Christ in the night. That's Nicodemus, right? Was it Nicodemus? Hey, Charlie, some people don't know whether to say yes or no. Yes, it's Nicodemus. That's why we have him, Nicodemus. Nicodemus. So that was Nicodemus. He went to see Jesus Christ. He didn't, he was not part of the people following him. Now, when he went to Jesus Christ, listen to what he said. He said, no man can do these things except God is with him. No man can do these things that you are doing except God is with him. I realized that one of the secrets to continually working in these good works that secret must be at work and alive inside of you. For God was with you. So how do I ensure that I'm maintaining this functional presence? Not the, just the fact that God is, God, God is with everybody. The Bible says that he even causes the rain to fall on both the good and bad alike. Do you understand? So God is everywhere. God is even in the nightclub, but the functional presence of God is not there. Unless somebody stirs it up or activates it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So how do you keep this functional presence of God in your life so that you can be able to do these good works? Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? The first one, of course, is intimacy. It's intimacy. The Spirit of God. Fellowshipping. Jesus will be rubbing off on you. But the more you fellowship in the spirit, the more your authority in the spirit rises. I'm telling you. And I'll show it to you. This it is not for the believers, you still love me. 
It's not for you still love me, believe this. <laughs> it's for people who are walking with the Lord. And Enoch walked with God. It's for people who are walking with God. Hallelujah. Authority. Much authority is gained in the spirit. And it's something that's birthed out of intimacy. Hallelujah. Let me show you Acts 19, verse 11 to 15. Quickly. Acts 19. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 14. Read. Now God worked unusual miracles by God the hands of Paul. Unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Uh-huh. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and wow. the evil spirits went out of them. Wow. Then some of the itinerate Jewish exorcists. Can you imagine? There's some of what? The itinerate Jewish exorcists. So people people have seen Paul doing wonderful things. They also want to go and do the same thing without their investment. You remember what I said about that? You can't go and do the good works when there is no what? Investment. Now they see Paul doing it. So they are also going to do it. But they have not first gone to the place where they can receive the investment. And look at what happens next. Took it upon themselves to they call took it upon themselves the name of the Lord Jesus for <laughs> those who had evil spirits. Same. See, the name of the Lord Jesus, I thought it must work. I thought the name of Jesus it just works. But these people, they just took the name of the Lord Jesus and they said what? We exercise you by the, by the Jesus who Paul Charlie, preaches. Can you change this version? Then a certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus saying, We adjure you by the by Jesus whom Paul preached. Message version. They pronounced the name of the Master Jesus. Hold on, hold on. Are you here? Alright. So, I hope you are following because everything I'm saying, when if you miss what I'm saying, you don't understand what I'll say later. Are you with me? I talked about investment and doing good works. And we are here. I told you that one, one of the things that you need to you know, constantly maintain this functional presence of the Holy Spirit, that phrase that said, oh, God was with him. God was with him. Number one is intimacy. And I'm saying that your authority in the Spirit rises in increases and it's, a, and it's a function of your intimacy then this is the scripture that I brought Acts 19 verse 11 to 15 and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus. I thought Jesus, the name of Jesus is powerful. They, they took the name of Jesus to those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but you, who are you? 
play around with some demons. Eh? That when you go and cast out some demon, you ask you, 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 who are you? I know Jesus. I know Archbishop Duncan Williams. I know his Anaba. I know Men's Altabo. You you don't register in our I don't know. This is authority in the, it's not every anointed person who has this authority in the spirit. I'm telling you. The, the, the demons said they know Paul. They didn't say they know only Jesus. They know Paul. They know him. They know him. He's not God. He's just a man. But they know him. Demons know him. They know Paul. They recognize his voice. When Paul starts speaking, Then another young man comes. Kofi Menu. Alama Shenere Yanama. Zondele Yamakata. Enonamash. Yanana. Mummy and Mumet Miako, why Menqua, Menqua, Mummy and Munko, that Menqua met me a daily. And Nere Moshayanama. Just like Paul did. Anama Shuanayanama. I'm also doing Ananayama Shuanayanama. But I'm not getting the same results that Paul got. Because Paul is known. But you, you are not known. Just cast out demons. Get out. And the demon is going. Five, two minutes. There's authority in the spirit. So some people will circle, do circle around the possessed person. I know John, I know Potable, I know, but who are you? But who are you? He's dancing. You are you are entertaining the demon, and after that, he'll also be angry that you tried to take him out, and he will afflict you all the more. For Spirit Life Conference this October, Spirit Life Conference, we will teach until demons come out of the noses of people. <laughs> we will teach you, we will teach you, we will only teach, we will be teaching, and things will be happening by the grace of God. We will be teaching, and demons will be screaming. It's power, it's naked wire power. That power, we don't just touch it anyhow. Ah, I'm coming there, it's my next point. Hallelujah. Did you get a scripture? Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But you, 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 Daniel, say, by you. You. Let me show you another scripture in Luke chapter 7. This is the word of the Lord that came to me this morning when I was thinking about this authority thing. Luke chapter 7 verse 6 and Jesus went with them when he was not far from the house the centurion sent friends saying to him Lord do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof therefore 
I do not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. Verse 8. For I too am a man set under authority. And because of that, with the soldiers under me, I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. So those things that we say in the spirit, you deaf and dumb spirit, I cast you out in Jesus' name. One. One. It's not 30 seconds old. The prayer is not after 30 seconds. I'm telling you. You deaf and dumb spirit, I cast you in the name of Jesus. I too am a man set under authority. And to my servants, I say to one, go and he goes. Come and he comes. And to one of my servants, I say, do this and he does it. The only reason why that thing is effective is because he's under authority. Listen, the fact that he's under authority gives him authority. That's what you should know. And that leads me to my next point. Are you under authority? And in this case, this authority is the government of heaven. I've spoken about it. I spoke about it last week. This authority is the government of heaven. Where you are ruled by God. You are ruled you are ruled by God. God said, don't go here. Whether it's good for you, whether it's profitable, God said, I shouldn't go here. That is someone who has come under the government of heaven. That person is a man under authority. And any man under authority also flows in that authority. Yes. So the centurion understood these things. And he said to Jesus, I too I too. What does that mean? That I know that you are a man under authority. If I say, if I say, I too, I have Samsung Note 9. It means that I know that you have one. You understand? I too, I am a man under authority. And so because of the soldiers under me, I say to one, go, he goes. Jesus was also a man under authority. The Bible says that for Jesus said one time that what I see my father do is what I also do. That's a man under authority. So, you want to maintain that thing for God was with him. Intimacy, authority. The next thing, you must submit to the government of heaven. The government of the Lord over your life. You are just like a slave to God. Even though he doesn't call us slaves, he calls us sons because slaves don't know what their masters are doing. But sons have an idea of what their master is doing. But you are, he's your Lord. You see, Lord, Lord, Lord means master. You understand? So he said, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. He's, he has become your master. You see the way you can't even get up to go to the washroom at work because of what your boss will say. He's a Lord over your life. You have to go, boss, please, I'm going for lunch. He's a boss over your life. Lord, he's a Lord over your life. So, for any man who can begin to do such exploits in the realm of the spirit, it's a 
that man must be a man set under authority. And this authority I'm talking about is the government of heaven. Over your life. Uncompromising. Just obeying God no matter how difficult it is. Last week I told you about the feedback system then to the obedience. See, obedience is one thing eh, that if you don't have it, you won't go far in the kingdom of God. You won't go far. Yes. This is what is going to ensure that that functional presence is maintained in your life. You are rising up in ranks in the spirit. Your authority, they are adding one star. They are adding one star. They are adding one star. Because they have seen that you can submit more. You can go under more. You are dying and dying and dying. You are dying and dying and dying. So Jesus Christ said that the person who wants to be the master amongst you, he must first be the servant. So the man who wants to manifest deep, deep dimensions and and, and walk in the power of God, he must first come under the government of heaven. Or he become a man under authority. He's a man under authority who can command. But you see, the way you are living your life anyhow, heaven has no say in any of your choices. And after that, you want to say, Hey, come out! don't recognize you. You see the way some phones have face recognition and things. And maybe some other catches probably have voice recognition. Yes. In the realm of the spirit, all those technologies are there. Sure. You think it's Siri just came. Those things are there. Voice recognition. Paul, I know. Face recognition. Paul, I know. You, who are you? We don't, we don't recognize you. My phone will not open to you because it can't take your face. The next point. A willingness to pray God's prayers. A willingness to pray God's prayers. Are you here? You are gone. The heavens respond faster to prayers that are not self-centered. Do you know that? If you are praying that God anoint me so that I can do this and this and that, and it's not coming, you begin to pray that you just anoint somebody so that the problem will go. All I want is the problem to go. Not, not really about me being anointed. That's a prayer that's not self-centered. Listen, two-thirds of the Godhead are intercessors. Jesus Christ sitting at the right hand of God interceding. The Holy Spirit we do not know how to pray, but he prays tents of the Godhead and intercessors. So if you are going to work with these people, you can't be praying self-centered prayers all the time. You must increase in your priesthood capacity. The last time I said that your prophetic manifestation is linked to your priesthood capacity. How are you able to stand and just pray and pray and 
pray for. I told you that your, your, your mind is limited and you are highly marginalized. In fact, you can't totally fathom what you are even supposed to pray about. Bible clearly says that you don't know. You don't know how you ought to pray. Which means that there is a way we ought to pray. But we don't, we don't totally know how we ought to pray. So when you want to pray, you, when you stop praying in the spirit, you stop praying in tongues for some minutes, the Holy Spirit himself can begin to drop prayer points in your spirit. Then you begin to pray those prayer points. Those prayer points are better than the one that you wrote from your house. Today, I will not listen to anything. God must answer this one on that's self. Self is standing in the way of what God wants to do here on earth. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So when you align yourself in the spirit, you align yourself, you begin to pray in the spirit and allow the spirit to pray through you to the extent that he even gives you particular prayer points. What you do is that you give vocal expression to the desires of God. Are you with me? You begin to give vocal expression to the desires of God because God wants to work here on earth, but he needs somebody to partner with in order to accomplish that which he so desires. And so God is looking for people that he can partner with in the place of prayer. I'm talking about growing up spiritually. Beyond daddy, what did you bring me? To becoming a co-laborer with God. He's looking for people who will partner with him to give vocal expression to that which he desires. So as I stay in the place of prayer, you want to check any mature person, you can check the kind of prayers the person prays. One time I was talking to somebody, she told me that I don't remember the last time I prayed for myself, but I pray every day, morning and in the night. But I don't remember the last time I prayed for myself. Priestly capacity. The Holy Spirit begins to drop something inside. Pray about this. Pray for this person. Pray about this. Just pray. Just keep. You see that all of it is like you are you are pressing on to something. You are pressing on to something. You don't know how that your prayer is turning out for the deliverance of somebody or or pushing a certain agenda of God, stirring up a revival in a certain place, stirring up a revival in the church. You understand? But I know you want a revival in the church, but the way you are going to pray about it, if you would allow the Holy Spirit to take over, it will be better. Because you don't know how you ought to. So this, we are still talking about and God was with him. So this is how God is going to be with God in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. So you can actually be praying in tongues and praying in the flesh. Yes. Because at that time all your your, your mindset is I, I remember that I prayed such prayers before. I was praying. Like I told you, maybe rent, maybe school fees, maybe job. You come and pray. I say today, dear. I'm praying about job. I'm focusing on this prayer. You see that you'll be praying about the job. And all of a sudden, it's like something else is coming into your spirit. Something else is coming to your mind. But you ignore it and you continue to pray about the job. What you don't know is that God is telling you to move on. I've dealt with it. 
but the self, no, the self, no, you are so self, self. Won't take Christ, still a job now. Because you have made up your mind that today, no, I must pray about my job until, until God comes. So you see, you'll be praying and something else pops up in your spirit, which is so not related to the job that you are praying about. You are praying concerning a car. And something else pops up, you know, you know, maybe Sunday's meeting. It's like you have to pray concerning Sunday's meeting. But you just push it aside and continue to pray about that car. Not praying in the flesh. Yes. God is looking for partners in prayer. Not people who came with their own agenda. This is growing up. I'm not not saying you can't even pray your own prayer topic again. You can. But I'm saying that even in this process of praying, when you, you perceive a different direction that the Holy Spirit is taking you in your line of prayer, follow it. Follow it. It's a good sign that he has dealt with what you are praying. It's a good sign. Follow it. And allow him to, you know, use you as a channel. Blessing. But you see, because you are so concerned about yourself, you become an impediment, a stumbling block in the manifestation of the purposes of God on earth. But when yourself is not too important to you, you become a channel of blessing, a channel that, you know, uh, God can use to advance his purposes in prayer. Yes. And this is a place that Bible talked about in Isaiah chapter 40 where it says, and they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like an eagle. You see, I told you, your scope is limited. So, anytime you be, you partner with the Spirit, you are praying in tongues and you are praying His will, and you are just opening up yourself. It's not really about you, but God is looking for somebody. You stand in the gap. What you do is that you begin to mount up with wings like an eagle, and you get a broader view, a broader scope of the vast spirit realm. That's when you begin to get prayer topics, already made prayer topics from heaven. The mountain up with eagles wings. It's not something that we must excite ourselves about. And the day that wait upon the Lord. The eagle does when the eagle goes up, it's the view. You see, when we talk about the, the characteristics of the eagle, we are talking about strength, we are talking about vision, speed, those things. So when Bible compares us you know, to the eagle, those are the qualities that we should be looking at. The strength, the vision. For they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like an eagle. What it means is that that limited scope that you have as a human being is taken off. And now you have a broader perspective of what is happening in the spirit realm. And God can begin to give you pray this way, pray that way, pray about this. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands, speak in the language of the spirit. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We trust you have been blessed. 
To interact with the man of God, follow him on Instagram at n.k underscore emisa. Stay blessed.